0: Yeah, it raises another good thing too rose with that affirmation you, you keep going and I guess the more you do it the better you get here you yeah. are now some years later published mm. author mm. but how many young kids who write maybe so I mean the same as you say you remember as a kid you enjoy story story writing storytelling but
1: for a lot of young people man that's gone that passion is gone rose, yeah. well yeah and, well and exactly like you know I get to the the next class up. The next year and kind of have this this shock moment of like oh where's the story writing um you know, <laughs> subject it's not there and it's like well i'm just gonna keep writing anyway you know um so yeah absolutely it just it takes someone special like that and i guess you can probably apply that whether i know we're talking about english here but no matter what the passion of of the student is a eh, like all it takes is that that kind of engagement with it um to and and like you say the, the affirmation the validation that it's worth something and it and it's important. So mean. Got a good little lesson to take away.
0: He been, bro, it's been a pleasure having a corridor with you. Um as I say we were on oh, the or we got one marine parade there, but I know there's another one in Autucky. Another uh, what sorry <laughs> we've got a marine parade as well up these ways. <laughs> oh and yeah but, but ours, ours is ours is the OG
1: one. one? But thank you so much for having me. Eh? It, it's been a real pleasure talking with you guys. And I, and I have to say, um, I, I actually used to want to be an English teacher. Um, and I'm not just saying oh, that to, I... to, to blow smoke. Um, I, I had every intention of, um, of being uh, an English teacher specifically when I finished my studies. I, I, um, so I studied uh, English lit and Maori studies. And I intended to um, to go and do the one-year teaching diploma after that. But the way my degree worked out is um, I finished sort of halfway through the calendar year. So I had six months to kill before Teachers College started. And I thought, oh, well, I'll go and I applied for a job at uh, the Office of Treaty Settlements. And um, I just ended up getting sucked into the public service. So it's kind of, this is kind of cool. It's like a an alternate sort of timeline insight into, you know, what might have been if I had, um, you know, gone ahead and been an English teacher. So Oh yeah. bro, it's a rock and roll lifestyle. So, if, <laughs> you, if you want to get back in that walk and bro, by all means. Nah, just but yeah, big big mehi to you guys and the work that you do. Um, just the work of uh, teachers is just so important. Um, and uh, yeah, not valued enough. So, I just wanna yeah mehi to you both and again, just thank you for the opportunity. Our privilege yeah, has been all ours, it? to yeah, say. thank Kyo you, bro. bro. Awesome Kyo to have up. you
0: on board, and all the best with the future projects. And man, I look forward to reading your old projects from seven years ago. <laughs> Cough awesome. Gummy Kordua. Kanky T What Kanky T. Oh Mean, bro, that was cool. Very good dude. Good. Bro, Tima Baker, what a cool dude, eh? Mate. A talent. Wonderful. An absolute talent. Yeah. It's a pretty cool idea. The fact that they're still churning out some quality concepts. Hey, right? bro, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, as I say, bro, like I I haven't read watched, but what really interests me about it is this whole realm of superpowers. Bro, Without, I don't, don't want you to give any spoilers because I want to read it. And have I, am I right? It sounded a bit like Percy Jackson or is that off? No? Oh, look, this came, I haven't read Percy Jackson, so there you go. But, oh, uh... Neither revive, <laughs> <laughs> Neither revival. Need revival, I've seen the movie. Oh. Have you seen the movie? No. Is it good? Um, well, okay. it was all right. Hey, no. Well, yeah, look, yeah. looking yeah. at you, it says no. Oh, right, yeah. No. Hey, it was all right. It was, Um, I guess it was kind of probably a bit of a knockoff of Harry Potter in some ways, a, a school or an academy of mythical creatures and heroes, I guess. Well, I guess nah, the thing that catches you right from the start is um, you just, it's almost like you're reading an action movie. Straight off the bat, there's a wicked chase Me. scene. You've got these random events happening, and you've got this whole supernatural uh, sort of force that's occurring that the characters aren't aware of. Mm. They can see it, but they don't understand it, and they don't know where it's coming from. And so all of a sudden you're like, man, what is going on? Um, who is actually at play here? Because these guys are only young. And then it goes back into the sort of it keeps chipping away at the story of um, these two young fellows who are both orphans, but good mates, and um, doing a lot of this, probably a lot of the things that we were doing growing up. You know, they're playing footy and, and mucking around and getting into mischief. Um, and so that right away just captured me. They start figuring out they've got these uh, these powers. They're prodigies. And the novel sort of follows their pathway through to, well, into these sort of secret societies, these leagues, I suppose. Bro, you had me at action. Mm. Mm. Um, I think for young people, man, an action story, it's so, vi- it's really visceral. It's it's really engaging. It's a real easy thing to engage with. It might seem simplistic to some, but man, I I rate it. I oh, absolutely. I rate action stories. Action. Films, action, novels, yeah, I'm yeah. loving the Orphan X series, man. It's just basically following action, scene after action scene. So um, there's, there's a beauty in just getting lost in something that you don't have to look up words in the dictionary, which I struggle with sometimes. Well, that's the appeal, row Of uh, again, show my age here, but um, classic wrestling, WWF. Oh, because right, it's it's it sounds hey, a dream. The purists say it's a sport, it's a quasi sport, but man, it's the idea that you can know nothing, you you chuck it on. And man, here's here's Bam Bam Bigelow versus Junkyard Dog. Oh or, yeah. Or Demolition versus the Heart Foundation. There's no that. denying the athleticism. But absolutely. And absolutely. the storylines. Oh, brilliant. Hey. Maybe we should be playing more of that in the classrooms. Oh absolutely, yeah. These kids are good education, eh? Reenactments on the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you said the figure four leg locks. Um the, off DDT's. the, off the DDTs. Anyway. Anyway, my point there was that what I like what you said. As always, it waffled a bit of what you said, but <laughs> but just the idea that it opens up on an action scene, like we talk about engaging readers. Man, that's how powerful is that when it put, something pulls you straight in. Yeah, there's not a long descriptive piece of what the meadow is up to. It's mm. just bang, bang, <laughs> bang. What's going on? Yeah. Um, and and even more so the fact that it's located um, in central Wellington. So the the fact that you can already begin to visualize um i went to varsity down there for a little while um i wasn't actually studying i was just hanging around the campus <laughs> uh, but uh you can visualize these streets and, and uh, the landscape and you've got a, a sense of belonging there already even though you know that was 15 20 years 40 years ago Yeah, it's that degree of realism i guess is engaging actions engaging um you know, I like the films. Do you know the pattern in James Bond films? You know James Bond, 007? Oh, I've heard of him. Long story short, bro. He's a smooth Scottish dude. Now he's international spy. Oh, yeah, okay. But every James Bond film, what it does is when it starts, when the movie starts, it's like you come in on the end of another movie. Yes. It's like the... the it picks the, up with the, the end, last one yeah, is yeah, it's the end of an adventure. So you get all this high action, daring escapes, all this sort of stuff. A movie thing, what that does, man, it pulls you straight into it immediately. So, yeah, the the benefits of a powerful action-packed opening, mate, it's a thing. Now, if I were to uh, reflect on James Bond films, there's an awesome one, um, Casino Royale.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know Daniel Craig? You know the actor who plays James Bond? I've seen him. Oh, right. This is a guy called Dan Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smooth Scottish guy. I think they call him DC. Uh, Scottish. Craig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it reminds me <laughs> a funny story about the one guy who played James Bond once, um, who was an Aussie guy. What's his name? I digress. The opening of casino royale is this awesome, awesome um, chase, free running chase through this construction site. Yes. It's some of the best cinema you watch. About 10 minutes. But outstanding! One of the best little writing activities I've done. Or a little unit was basically just getting the. It was as boys' all though. It was a uh, write a fight scene, create a fight scene. You've got two characters, develop who they are, build around that, and what's going on. What are they? Which time period it's set in? What uh, weapons are they carrying? Who's got what? Who's the the protagonist? Who should be following? They bought into it, so I mean, maybe that could be a way to tap into um, a novel like Watched begin the, the students off by writing a short fight scene. Okay, oh now give these guys a superpower or begin with develop a character with superpower, have them have a fight. Rotina spoke about um, having those X Men cards. Yes. Um, visual prompts. Well I remember the I remember those cards, I think. i still got some. So, they'll be worth a bit. Well it depends on yeah, pretty baron. I'm pretty wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what condition are yours in? <laughs> well, I've blue tech to them. <laughs> few bedroom windows. Anyway, there is there is something in the staying power of so X Men was Marvel, Marvel DC, DC. I think is coming up to ninety years or something. It's done eighty mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. And, some, and that, those are stories all about superpowers. So there is something primal in that that has obviously attracted people forever. Yeah, right. And he, and you mentioned that. In watched there, it refers to Maui um, and other cultures. You know, Greek mythology, you've got Zeus, you've got um, Morgan Le Fay. Morgan Le Fay, who's it? I had to look this up. But he dropped this massive illusion in there. I didn't pick up until I went back through and had a look. Uh, she was the counterpart to King Arthur. Was that her, Morgana? Her, Morgan Morgan Le Fay. Like, yeah, yeah, Her, uh, his um, advisor, his sorceress, his good luck charm. Well, yeah, there we go. Well oh. he wrote this at 17. What were we doing at 17? Oh, yeah, well, Wasn't running novel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's something um, really appealing in there. It has been forever. There's something about superpowers, or call it what you will, that, that's really universal and grabs people we have got this um, a young man in one of my classes who's now using that um, voice-to-text app on Google Docs or whatever it is. So he speaks to it and it writes just because he's got um, trouble with writing time and speed. I wonder if that's a, a little handbrake for a lot of writers out there. And because we're talking about storytelling, actually getting some of these um, students to develop their stories, think about them, maybe bullet point them, and then express them in spoken form to see... If that's like a little bit of a jump start to a bit of their stories. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Like there's so many apps that can help that. I mean, um, the whole chat GBT, GBT thing is I think it's, it's like different than just copy stuff. Well no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it can be. I was I was uh, talking to a randomly I was talking to a um, teacher at a the other day. And instead oh. of focusing on the Tongue, he was in my ear about this whole AI thing. I was talking about chat GBT, how it's not just a big baddie, mm. the ways it can be used as well. And maybe one thing for teachers to consider is rethink how you – it's not just a big bad every time. Yeah. For example, and I just chat with someone earlier this week. For example, if, if you chat gbt a draft, a first draft. Yes. And so there's your bare bones, and then you say, okay, now how do I – how do I lucify this? Yes. Okay, what, where do I come in here? Mm-hmm. So, so it doesn't, you know, there's another app where it could be if you've got that um, student who might struggle, and there's your bare bones of your story. Yeah. Yeah, good. You know, so there are things you can do there. Um, but back to DC and Marvel. Okay, we've got another fact coming up. But, well, no, that is, um, that is 80 years of uh, in comics. and I know they've gone into movies and games and stuff, but there's something there that's had staying power for a long time. And have you got a personal favourite? Yeah, I do. Uh, my favourite DC character? No, it's probably Batman for me. Yeah, yeah okay. Batman fan, yeah. What do I like about him? Oh, well, I can't really relate to him. Uh, billionaire playboy is. <laughs> parents, parents are murdered in front of him. Not quite my life. I don't know, you're pretty um, close to the senior leadership <laughs> team. <laughs> um, uh, but I think I just really enjoyed those stories. I really enjoyed Batman. Um, Marvel? Um, yeah, I think I like a lot of Marvel stories. Probably my favorite is, um, oh, probably Shang-Chi Master of Kung Fu. I was a massive Bruce Lee fan mm-hmm. and used to read those in, in the comics of age badly, to be fair, from like the 80s. But that's probably what I really enjoyed. Here's this Kung Fu dude cruising around Harlem beating dudes up. I me, mean? Beating bad dudes up for a reason. Oh. But, <laughs> right, but it was just really cool. Running dodge bullets and yeah. ups. And, yeah, 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 you. I'm pretty boring. Man. I don't really get into them. ever in your, lo- do they have comics and tennis? Nah, oh, they didn't. Okay. No, we had um... other magazines from the dairy. <laughs> <laughs> we used to go Ealing quite a bit. Yeah, never uh, read comics. No, nah, I'm just trying to think. I used to come. Actually, my nana did they to live in t- Attawapiskat? Oh, okay. okay. And there used to be a secondhand bookstore right down um, Mount Main Street, and there. Used to be a whole lot of old school comics, but I'm just trying to think their name. This is how boring this chat's gone. can't remember the their name. Listeners are loving this. <laughs> um, well, bro, that era it was probably at Commando, you had those wars. No, 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 this is like um, probably my dad's age comics. <laughs> Like the first page um, yeah. might be colour and the rest were yeah, black but, and white. Yeah. Like the Phantom almost newsprint. Yeah, wizard, wizard wizards. Yeah, wizards. Yeah, that's it. Wizard and chips. Yeah, those are those British ones. Yeah, I got put into a bit of those. And then probably mad magazines. Um ah. if I take this back to TM as corridor. So if we get out of the mean streets of yeah. Thames. Um all Right, so just things as age so things like X Men cards really grab them. So if we try and bring that into young people today, I know Pokemon cards are big. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I think we land back again around gaming or around around a digital influence. So there's something there that is probably that initial thing that will grab kids and excite them. Yeah. So how do we as teachers uh, grab that and run with it and move into reading? Mate, really easy. I reckon uh, you can have a look at uh, the beginnings of scenes for, in short clips and then, all right, describe what's happening next. Well, I liked also what you talked about with Tehima where you you could have an exciting trailer or something or four four novels or even if, say, if you just look at opening scenes. Yeah. And, I mean, when you describe that opening scene of Watched, and that's something that will grab people and excite them. I got this concept the other day around Watched uh, because I really thought about that connection between um, those mythical figures in time um, and, and those key figures in Pirako. And thinking, oh, why don't we get uh, a class you could get them to uh, research a key figure in history? All right, what was their superpower and how did they get to be where they are? Create a backstory yeah, for them. That's like Winston Churchill. How did he get there? What did he do? Right, Abraham Lincoln, vampire big, killer big A. Right, vampire killer, you seen that film? Yes. Right. It's <laughs> me no. Yeah. It sounds ridiculous, though, but no, it's a good film. Right, I enjoyed it. It reminds me of um, Bubba Bubba Hotep. Yes. Right, Elvis takes on the mummy. Yep. Yeah, So yeah, that's a great idea. Famous people superpowers. Yep, they create a whole backstory, and it's involving the creative writing, but it's also com- combining the research skills as well. Uh, your superpower would be spelling, <laughs> forming a uh, cohesive discussion or argument. I saw your power through through your <laughs> masters over a number of years. <laughs> Almost caught up. Reference with things easily. Mark, be Ellis. Thing well. Mark Ellis, I remember, took nine years to finish his three year degree. Um, my master's was pretty borderline. <laughs> I know it's only a one year thing, but well, much like Ellis, I was... you had to stop your studies for a professional sports career. <laughs> oh, no, sorry. That was Luke McAllister. <laughs> Not Luke McFarland, my bad. My legs are too skinny. Um, where were we going with that? Well, we're just getting through some ideas for teachers as yes. well. Yeah, yeah, and I sort of, yeah. for me, listening to you two talk and not having read watched, yes. it's the appeal of superpower. Super oh, that's right. You asked me now. what my superpower would be. Yes, flying. I've always thought I'd love to just be able to get up in the air and cruise somewhere else. Mm. You? Superpower. Um, you want those X ray vision things, <laughs> <didn't you>? <laughs> <laughs> Be not you? look through walls. Um, probably. I don't know about flying, but maybe like um, super acrobatic skills. Oh, yeah. Like so you oh, a gymnast. Yeah, yeah. But a super gymnast. <laughs> bro, exactly like a gymnast, but a super gymnast. I have to come home, do bombs, do some monies or something, being able to move mid-air and sort of manipulate self and right, dodge bullets and catch them in my the teeth. I think that, sounds, that sounds like a film trailer right That's there. Yeah. Pretty kick-ass, bro. Uh, for the listeners out there, if that intrigues you, check out an eighties uh, film trailer called Jim Carter. You ever seen Jim Carter? No, well, it's pretty bad. But the main dude um, is a world class gymnast, and it's fused with the power of karate. Oh, I like and that. So he gets signed up by the US government because he's a gymnast and a karate expert. What's well, so he yeah. goes undercover around all these gymnast meets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he goes to a, a, a nondescript a European country to play this thing called the game where he sort of goes up against these monks who've got bows and arrows and, yeah, and sort of dodges bullets and stuff like that. Jim Carter. I'll add it to my watch list. Um, now, so let's uh, – so, yeah, right, that's pretty good power, fly, flying and acrobatics, pretty mean. Um, let's get back to tips for our teaching colleagues out there. Um, well, it sounds like Miss Houston yep. puts me to shame a little bit. I was listening to that and thinking how uh, – I need to up my game in regards to giving individualized feedback more often, like praising them. on well, I remember on seeing their work. I remember seeing your teacher, Ryan, and you had this awesome old school stamp pad. You used oh, yeah. to stamp kids work. Yep. What did they say again? Oh, I can't even remember. There's a few of them. But oh, I'm sure they were pretty good. It was probably big Farmer's the best teacher in the world. It had nothing to do with the kids, I just wanted to stand anyway. <laughs> <that everywhere. laughs> it was like the Thames version of Banksy. Uh, I think from memory, it didn't say stuff like "this is awesome." Probably, right? It had some pretty cool things, and I remember you had boys into it. It was a boys' school, but boys were into it. Because they, they would compete the stamps. for yeah, They want to get the stamp. Yeah, they were competing for it, which is an odd thing, eh? You think, oh, teenage boys and a stamp—that little thing actually captured them a little bit. Again, it, it, recognizing that it was a boys' school, but you bring in those things like, hey, there's a shitload of testosterone running around, but <laughs> but competition is something. Yeah, And I got the stamp. I got mm. that affirmation. Not saying that's what Miss Houston was doing, but there is something in that affirmation. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, frustration for me is always that um, that that balance between uh, you killing kids' ideas and enthusiasm sometimes through the grammar push. Yeah. Recognising though that that ability to be articulate is important. Wow, mate. We're looking at the the new literacy co-requisites, and the pressure is on. Um, our PISA results have dropped, and we're having to pull finger and tighten up that focus a lot more. And so I don't think there's any way of escaping uh, the increased need to upskill our, our Toda and that. But I guess it's about how to compartmentalise, because you don't want to kill them with English. You want to kill their creativity. So it's about going... Um, loading up the, the lesson in, in little bits where one particular moment is free right where they get to just go as hard as they can with their creativity, and then another shorter section, five minutes, all right, now I want you to write three of those sentences perfectly. or So for me, it's, it's going to be little and often, as always, because that's the last thing you want is for them to, to turn up to your class or not turn up to your class, because they know, oh, Mr. McFarlane's just going to hit me with, oh, where's your capital letter? Where's your full stop? This doesn't make sense. You're not good enough, so sort of then. One of my favorite things to do um, when I'm scrolling uh, the internet, bro, <laughs> and Facebook is go through um, either those real stink, almost racist, racist threads of comments. I haven't seen that, particularly anti Mori in there. <laughs> Hobson's Pledge is <laughs> one. But what I like to do is go through and correct every spelling mistake <laughs> and get annoyed, and all this feedback comes back. That <laughs> is so yeah, good. Yeah, and just go through, correct everything the polite protest, put the tohutaw and everything. Oh, I like it. Um, yeah, 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 flips my boat. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Fun <Fano> over here. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, right, and I'm not saying this, and to all our English teachers out there, I'm not saying this to be a dick who's trying to be that guy who swims against the tide. But, and I know when you say but, it cancels out everything you yes. said before it. Yes. But, but for instance, of maths, are you, I, I think they did maths at Thames. But uh, when we had maths, you do all your learning, irrespective of where we are now, calculator, it's all there. you can get through without knowing. Long division, for example, or, or you can get through certain things. Yes. Everyday things, dare yes. I say, everyday things. Yes. With spell check, can you get through everyday things now? To a certain degree, if you if you're low enough that you don't actually know when you click on it that you're choosing the right word, then no, it doesn't help. But you know what I'm asking? But I, you if you if you don't have that strength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And is, is there a playoff here between it crippling you in terms of your English journey mm-hmm. or actually it being something that you can work around by the time you're working or, or studying further? Oh, that's a, that's a philosophical one that I don't really have the answer to. But what's your opinion on it? Mate, I think if you want to be successful regardless of your spelling and, and sentence structure, you're going to be successful. I don't think that's a handbrake on um, your measure of life. Yeah, okay. uh, But at the same time, there are definitely career pathways where your success will be limited by your inability to communicate in a way that garners sure. respect. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. I don't disagree at all. Uh, Will Hunting, you know Will Hunting? Will Met, Hunting. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Good, yeah, good guy. Did he write it? Uh, and was, it, what and was it, is it Good Will Hunting? It's Good Will Hunting. Yeah, it was this, it name first Hunting. name? No, his first name's Will. I thought it was Good but Will. good, good, because he's pretty good at things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, if you're Will Hunting, man, you're a maths genius. So let's say Will Hunting is at the top of the maths pyramid. yes. We're somewhere near the other end of the pyramid. I don't think I'm on the pyramid. All right, well, I'm slightly ahead of where you are. Mm. But nothing we've done has been crippled by that. Well, we're not rich. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you wait for this podcast to end, my friend. (laughs) Then we'll be off to the old Yeah, we're not rich, but I, I guess it's that point that what... Is is are we losing a lot of kids through enjoying the richness of a language and particularly storytelling? Okay. Do we lose them through a focus on the technicalities of it? Yeah, potentially. And I'm I'm not saying those aren't important. What I'm saying is Is there a better as Technology get us through that anyway. So my 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 poor way of trying to use math as an example is that technology's got us through yep. foundational math anyway. Yeah, okay. So his technology got us through foundational English, anyway. I'm sure there's dudes like old Bill Shakespeare who, if he could see into the future and see the way language has gone, he'd be pretty gutted, pretty disappointed. Perhaps fun fact, fun fact, bro, there are about 20 different ways of spelling Shakespeare. Are we? (laughs) So that's a really poor example. But are we digging our toes in the sand? Like, oh no, no, you must do this. When actually, should we be just be going? Nah, don't worry about it. We're gonna sort out technology, and that's gonna. Improve our literary skills. I think, um, I think that was part of my point, and I don't, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I just try yeah, to put yeah, that yeah. side that, yeah, that you can um, a fixation on the technicality of English is yeah, and I'm sure every teacher knows that already because you're trying to do the best of everything. You want to engage students at the same time. Is that obligation to do that? And I'm just sort of trying to say that obligation can can sometimes kill off the enthusiasm. This is like deflating because in our little teaser for the series, you actually spoke about your passion for punctuation. Oh bro, I was taking the piss. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
0: anyway, let's not uh, man, I don't want to get into a sad chat about about that, even though I have for the last 10 minutes. Brother's you've talked about Tim's teacher, Miss Houston, and and the affirmation she gave. But it was, it was more than just affirmation because, like he said, it wasn't just a tick at the end and a oh, yeah, well done. He, she was providing specifics and underlining cool segments of his writing. So I think it was maybe even more the fact that she had seen his work. I think it was more the fact that she had seen him and his talent. And uh, I think regardless if a student legit has talent in your class, they all want to be seen for who they are and they all want to be acknowledged. So I think that's probably the most powerful tool that she incorporated in her practice, right? Like, I see you, I know you, I acknowledge you, and um, I value you. Here's another deep and meaningful thing for you. Is it talent or is that just that affirmation gets that passion going, you do it again and again, and the more you do it, the better obviously you get at it. So you go from someone, you enjoy something, you get affirmation, you keep doing it, Yes, at 17 you're writing a novel. Yeah, you're a published author. I think yeah. you're a... You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah, I think um, obviously not everyone has the passion for writing. As soon as, uh, you know, he said he always held a pencil or a pen and he always wanted to tell stories. Yeah. And that just was like the the turbo, if you, yes. if you will. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, this applies to the Bogan Palmy North Square. Um, that was the turbo that just kick-started further acceleration RX-7. for passion. The RX-7. That's... Yeah, it was the RX 7s in Palmy. Yeah, yeah that's such lights Twice used to be, the, and I don't know, I didn't kick around there. That was yeah. the Bogans. We, um... we didn't have the money in Thames, it was like <laughs> a Chrysler Avenger or something. <laughs> um, Nine of you in it, but in that regard, a student's going to have a passion or a strength in a different area. Um, but I still think if they're, if they're feeling valued and their work is um, seen, then they're going to have that positive. Vibe, if you will, about a- your class absolutely about your subject. How absolutely. do you do that though? Because when I was listening to him, I was I felt a little bit inadequate in the fact that I maybe I'm not doing it enough. Um, ha- how do you balance that time that you're already giving in your teaching career to ensure that you are giving those little gems that the students need every day? Because, oh, like I was saying, I'm saying, I'm battling a little bit at the moment. Well, any, I once had a student, bro, who wrote a fan fiction novel, and it was about 100 pages of A4 refill, yeah, about um, his own, one of Echo the Dolphin, yes, remember Echo the yes. Dolphin, uh, Segan Master System, yep, painful read, I'll be honest, tough read, hard to get through, man, it was hard to, I feel bad, but it was hard to show some love for that, yeah, yeah. and I insisted I read it, and want wanted feedback, so I just tried to talk about, man, you're a really passionate writer, you've you found something you love, this is awesome, keep it going, uh, Tuck a battle to get through two pages, <laughs> <laughs> but what I was trying to do is, irrespective of whether I like it or not, yes, and I didn't, yes. Um, I was trying to say, man, awesome, man, keep going. The fact you have written a hundred pages, yeah, is really impressive, yeah. And uh, this is handwritten and stuff, so we could have gone for days about we're, we we still eat better, but was just trying to say here's obviously someone with passion, yeah, right. I'm trying to praise the passion. And hope that the sequel's a lot better. <laughs> Mate, so I'm going to tie this back to a bit And bro, the, like, Echo the Dolphin, here's where it gets crazy, was in a spaceship. <laughs> so it's a dolphin in space. In a spaceship. So, yeah. A dolphin yeah. in space in a spaceship. The dolphin had a helmet on, didn't it? Uh it had some sort <laughs> of... Yeah, he, he had a, a rational Beacon or something. Right, it had some sort of, like, armor, armor space suit. But yeah, Echo the Dolphin in, in space. Doesn't really compel you to and that's where micro dosing began <laughs> i've you got idea out. for a game shout out to my man uh intoning hey for you out there and you are still going love that passion if you're still going that was 10 or so years ago good on you my man keep going well, he might be a media studies teacher and... <laughs> <laughs> absolutely sounds um, like it so i guess yeah so we were going there it was around that that power of affirmation and positivity and encouragement and again, I've yet to meet a teacher who doesn't do that. I think you asked, though, how do you do that well? Well, before I go there, have you been gold panning? I have. Yeah. Talk talk us through it really briefly. What do you do? Um, well, I was in Tawa. Yes. Not renowned for its so gold mines. No. And there were some streams at the back. And me and my mate were at the back of Kibi Crescent in Tawa. Mm-hmm. And we just knew there was a stream up there. And we saw some machinery I think we thought was. Gold, gold mining, yeah. So we got our pan went up there, scooped it up like we'd seen on TV or something. Yeah, sloshed around, shoveled it around. Yeah, perfect. So right, you chuck all this material in this pan. Yep. You rinse it with a bit of water, okay. But what are you actually looking for? Sparkles. Yeah, you're looking for the gold, right? So I guess that's the way we should be approaching the teaching. Don't worry about all the rocks that we're throwing out into the creek. Where the specks of gold, maybe that's what we're identifying. Mm. I feel that's a really good analogy for teaching in general. Yeah, it's good. Uh, unfortunately all the have tuned in for teaching of english perfect so so <laughs> what's a cool way then luke that you can um without getting a hundred page novella about echo in space a dolphin in space flipper flipper in mars or whatever it is how do you 30 kids in your class what's a good thing you've got that can get you through 30 kids Oh, that's simple. At the moment, we get um, my students to write a kopapa, or I write the kopapa akua up on the board of the Mahi Tutuki, um, and they copy that into a notebook, and then generally it's attached to a Fokatogi mm-hmm. and from that it's like they just write a quick, how might this link to the text that we've been reading or my yeah. own life or sort of thing. But before we move on, which is into silent reading, they'll bring that up to me, and I highlight and tick it off. And so me. that's just a quick way of them uh, showing me their work and then I get to add comments. It's only like a sentence. I'm not reading screens of work, um, and they usually hang around because they want to get it highlighted and ticked back. So um, something just quick. You don't have to be writing paragraph or reading paragraphs yeah. consistently. And um, just short, sharp, get them stuck into something else and have that immediate feedback to them during that lesson. Yeah, I guess that's we talk a lot about gaming and that influence, and we talk about digital... TBT and stuff, but and I don't want to sound like who's picking on all oh, this generation, this mm. and this generation that. You kind of do that, it's a common theme. Well, I just use the word but in it hopefully, but what they're used to is instant feedback, yes, because everything's so so rapid and instantaneous, yes. Um, so that's I think you're onto something because it, it is an instant is important, and if it's not instant, man, it may as well be a year because that's. Right. It's, it's that, that's what they're used to and expecting in every aspect We've got yeah, we we've to give advanced. them an emoji. The stamp. Mr. McFarlane's is awesome. Stamp. There it yes. is. Yes, greatest teacher to ever have walked. Hmm. Old call. Tim's. <laughs> um, another interesting one for me that TM raised is uh, historical fiction. Yeah. Otaki, that conference of Teotihuac from Taranaki, um, Ngati Raukaka Nantiroka and Ngāti Tor came down with Telo so it lives in a really rich mm-hmm. part of um, relatively recent history. Yeah, but we also talked about that with Kawai Montesuto's novel, and we talked about it with Fiti Hidiaka before. Yes, um, so that power of local stories yes. is something that's that's rich as well and get tapped into. Mm-hmm. Thames will have some massively a massively rich history there. Oh, the historical fiction that can take place there. Um, I've told you this fun fact before, but how many uh, pubs did Thames have in its prime? I think I've heard this before, but I, I know it's crazy. Obviously, um, let me think out loud. Uh, obviously, there was the gold mining boom was there. That would have been massive. Um, i would pick 30 pubs. 90. Wow. On that one street? Yes. And, and here's a little side fact. Um, I've just been up at the White Tarp to Hut. Mm-hmm. Up in the Chi If you haven't been there, it's a beautiful little place to go. But White Tafita. White Tafita. Tafita. Yep. Um, that was set up with a Cody mill with uh, tram lines to get the Cody big logs out of there. And that was primarily done to build all the new houses in Waihi and Thames during the gold boom. Well in hotels and all uh, those sorts of things. And Thames also, I know this because my uncle was in the team in the 1930s, I think it was, were the top first 15 in the country. Yes. So, bit all the Auckland teams. So, if you had top four then, uh, Thames High School were number one for about a couple of years. And the Swamp Foxes were the fierce rivals of team is, uh Carpet Tea team too. Still are to this day. To this day. So, shout out to the uh, Swamp Foxes and also everyone ripping the tricolours of Horefenua, Carpete oh, down there. the mongrels. <laughs> <laughs> um but, yeah, historical fiction, really rich. And I think one thing in um, all the changes going on is that localised curriculum. Yes. I made that comment before. That's what I really like about Monty Suter's novel is is that is distinctly a ninety Puro story set in that place, um, as is Whale Rider, yeah, as, as is... Um, you talk about the opening scene. of watched the opening scene. How's that for the movie guy? Yeah, yeah. The opening novel where it's on those streets of Wellington. Yeah. Feti yeah. Hiriaka uh, Legacy, same thing as in Wellington. Real distinct local stories. Um, man, there's a power in that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. I made that call previously about country music. <laughs> Have you um, done some research? Well, no. I just know that that's something I've been rabbiting on about for a while. Oh, yeah. um so I said it in country music but the hip-hops the same hip-hops the same yeah. it's 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 localized you know how often you can talk about um 16th and Lewis? yeah you know that dog would you regulate mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh yeah so so there's a real uh, I don't think in New Zealand you don't necessarily see I don't think you see it enough I think the danger with um historical fiction is because it's so rich and you could like TM has said, he needs a couple of years to get through some research, is how do you build that uh, that setting whilst keeping the young people pumped? You know, we can market it towards adults, who so have got a little bit more patience with it, but how do you develop a story that's set in that time that still does honour to the history, but still captures the interest of, of perhaps waning readers? Here's, here's an example, um, again, a film example, because it's what I do um <laughs> but Lords of Dogtown yeah you know there was a there was a uh, film and a documentary yes so whichever one you're referring to that is a social period in LA yes where you had a change in society socioeconomically mm-hmm. and sort of created this um low socioeconomic area in this beautiful part of the part of the city it's an anti-establishment. Yeah, and then what that created was this um, attitude that indirectly was the birth of modern skating. Yes. And it's just one random place in the middle of LA. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was that point, I guess, and, and things are really localised. There are real rich stories there. When we look at science fiction as a genre. Yeah, right. Man, it's a real awesome way to go for a story because it's so rich of options and possibilities. Mate, it's probably one of my weaknesses. As in fantasy sci-fi, I struggle to get into. Have you read Lord of the Rings? Yes. Hobbit? Yeah. Narnia? No. Nope. And I read all, as a young kid, went through all of yep. Narnia? so did I. Um, Enjoyed it. I read Lord of the Rings. wasn't huge on it. No, I love the, the same. movies though. Oh, the movies I thought were cool. as. yeah, but there's still there's like avid fans out there that uh they can speak soak it up and they'll and yeah. they'll and they'll read it over and over and over. Yeah, yeah, I could fold a page, put it down, walk away. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I guess um, well, even though you or I may not be world's biggest fans, yes, it is, it must be. It's one of the most dominant literature genres across the planet. Yes, absolutely. Game of Thrones. Mm. I know i want to talk about the, the TV show, but it was huge. Mm. Yeah, so it's, it's massive. Yeah. I often hear a term, and one of our colleagues, uh, she ran a whole course on world building, but quite often in those ones, and it's the same in gaming, you hear about world building. Yeah. And so uh, uh, these great stories happen when you have a really rich setting. Yeah. yeah a really rich lore, L-O-R-E, about these places and, and how things work. Games, they talk about the same thing. like that an escapism that a escapism, but it's a really realistic world. And once yeah. you've got that, well, your story just happens in that. Yeah, right. Where, where some um, some stories get it wrong is you're watching a story about creating that lore mm. rather mm. than just here's a world and the story happens in it. Yeah. Case in point, original Star Wars films versus one of the prequels, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. So the Phantom Menace is trying to explain, well, here's how Darth Vader came to be. Here's how the force happens, midichlorians. Mm. So you try to explain all these obvious things when there's no real um, sense of story in it. Mm. Mm. You're answering a question no one's asked. Yeah. yeah. How does the force happen? No one cares about that. No one's asking. Mm. I just want to see Darth Vader choking dudes or, <laughs> or, um, or, or you know, Luke Skywalker. Ewoks running through a forest. I, yeah. I want to see them doing their thing, using the force. I don't care how it happens. Yeah not Tyson Glass or whatever that dude is, you know, the science guy. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think those are questions that, yeah, they just don't need to be answered and they're just poor stories. Mm. Mm. And I guess the tough thing for teachers, man, we put poor stories in front of our kids, you're going to disengage them. Yeah. But the better way to look at that, if you get really rich stories, man, you're going to grab kids. Yeah. But I guess that's that's one of the dangers of, of teaching is that we're not... All the same, and what I see is the most engaging text in the world, as it might be a dud. And so, it's always a punt, hey? it's always a yeah, punt. yeah, you absolutely. just never know. Yeah, you got 30 kids, and 29 will hate it, and one yeah. might like it. Go yeah. to the next one, yeah, different 29 hate it. Yes, <clears throat> um, and saying that today, we had this uh, scholarship meeting, and I introduced this text, Pythagoras in the Male of the Girl, and it's a coming of age story about. Two do to grow up down the line, but they're all aimed about heading to the mount for New Year's. But like they drift apart. So it's almost kind of like watch where they've got these two uh, mates. Yeah. And just on these different pathways, they go through this coming of age and they realize they're not quite into each other, right? I love the text. It's short, written by a uh, Wellington author, Victoria McCallick. Hopefully that's right. But anyway, uh, one of the young fellows in the scholarship meeting was like, oh, I read the first page. I'm not really into it. So, oh. Put yeah. that away. I'll try again later. That's a um, and that's the other side of it. Here I'm talking about you've got to engage in action opening scenes, but at the same time too, at what stage do you need young people to persevere through the first page, through the second page? Yeah, yeah. You're going to finish this. We're going to talk about it. Yeah, I don't. I don't imagine that text to be a slow burner, but for some people maybe it is. Yeah. do not? Hey, if you've got some answers out there, uh, send them through <laughs> in the fan mail, as well as some feedback around the performance. Hey, mean to talk with Tihima. Um, Really exciting to hear of a young author uh, who's put work out there and put it out there young, real distinct voice. I look forward to reading watched. Yeah, I'm a little bit embarrassed to not have known that there were others out there. And well, like, that it was published so long ago. Like you said, though, that's possibly the reality of of that uh, industry is that there's no guarantee you'll yeah. get your sequel Oh, TM, I'll be putting this out on my platforms to say get out there and uh, purchase Watched and get uh, your young classes stuck into it because uh, it's definitely a text that stood out to me. But do you, you sort uh, of say that like you have other platforms as well? Oh, yeah, I've got um, <laughs> TikTok and um, Bookface. <laughs> all right, well, to all, the, um, to all Luke's listeners on this platform, get out there and buy a class set of Watched. Do you reckon we've got more than three now? Oh to both of you out there get out and buy a, <laughs> get out and buy a class that of watch. Uh you rated a look, it was really solid. Yeah, no nah, me. Uh well I look forward to reading it. And I think you've done a review of it, eh? Didn't you do a group review of it? Yes. Choice. Sure. You can look Great. at it uh, on the NZRT, uh, NZ uh Inzate Inzate. Yeah. We've had this chat. Is NZ. it Inzate Zate? Well, Z. Well, Inzate. Yes. Inzate. Enzate. It yeah, right. to, It's easier than Inzati. Inzati, Inzirati, Inzirate. Yeah. It sounds be, like yeah. a Dalek. NZ8. Yeah, maybe. NZ8. Maybe NZ8. It, anyway, get it wrong anyway, the whole time. Um, check out You that. can find it on there. Right, so just put in a little plug for that. So there's a group of you and you review books. It's like an online book club or something, eh? Oh, it's an, there's this amazing uh, colleague that lives up in um, Auckland, uh, Caitlin Funk. Big shout out to you. Uh, yeah, she runs the cutter. Great questions. Uh, gets everyone sparked on these new texts, and they're all uh, typically New Zealand authors. Uh, So it's just sort of introducing us to texts that could be taught within the classrooms. And and you were all English teachers. Yes. Awesome, man. So if you think about it, listeners, here's your week mapped out for you. Yeah. On one night of the week, you can listen to our podcast. On the next night of the week, you could listen to the book reviews. Yes. Uh, Nine weeks later, you can do it again. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that's pretty cool. That's a pretty cool idea. English teachers reviewing books. Well, it's just well run. Caitlin does an amazing job of driving the chat because, uh, as you know, it's pretty hard to get uh, some lucid should, answers out of me. We should get her on this podcast. <laughs> she should host this podcast. <laughs> there you go, Caitlin. 2024. Coming your way. Um, oh, right, that's cool. I wonder if there could be other things like that out there. Like, not well, necessarily more reviews. You know, It's just repeating the same thing, but... There is. Well, like what? Well, Tracy Greenwood last week talked about um, Instabook. Instabook. Was it? Yeah, abs- yeah you're right, actually. Where they, yeah, I guess oh, I was. Abs- yeah. What were you thinking? Well, I was thinking around like English teachers or teachers doing other things. So, shared book reviews are really cool. Um, Podcast about teaching. Okay. I, mean, I won't say it's really cool, but it's a thing. Okay, that's but, our research. But are there, other, are there other things out there, other vehicles out there? Our research for the next chat.
1: Mm.
0: Let's deliver some... Deliver- I'm, oh, I'm going to watch your video. I'm going to watch your video of your book review. <laughs> well, save me having to actually read the book. <laughs> Bro, it's a video, right? I'll watch it. <laughs> Who do I get the DVD from? Yeah. Um, excellent. <laughs> On that note. <laughs> hey people out there. Jeez, we've... Um... We've tripped each other up in this chat, Luke, but... A little bit. Really cool. As I say, man, I really appreciate this. Tihina. It's an exciting voice to have. I'd like to sort of pull together a number of these voices. And, bro, Have you ever read a thing called Itangata? Yes. That's sort of like a Sunday morning yes. online magazine. Yeah. Well, have you seen those little books? I think they're called BWB books. They're called nice. these... They're only small. I'm holding my hands up for listeners. <laughs> They're very small and um, they are they're sort of marketed as bite-sized small reads about different topics. Yeah, no. Nice. So, for example, I've read one about the first migration across the Pacific uh, by almost pre-Polynesian people, but there's another one which collects just a lo- number of good articles from e Yeah. So it's really cool. So in that little book, you've got 20, 30 essays about really random stuff. Yeah, cool. Where will we find those? Ah, most bookshops. Yeah, Fit Calls. Yeah. Fit Calls have it. Yes. Um... (laughs) Hopefully everyone else gets a joke. (laughs) Fit Calls and and Harbour Blues. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they should have it. I think it's BWB Publishing. It's something like that. Okay. whole series of pretty random topics. Uh, But if you can see one called... It's a collection of essays from Itangata. Very cool. Or you can go on to the Google machine and Google e-tangata. And again, a lot of um, articles and essays uh, from not necessarily within Teo Ao but by moldy often about Māori kaupapa. So when Tihema spoke about that, we, well, we, if we read his essay about Turncoat, um, and I think that was an interview with him where he was responding to some questions and, and wrote it. So get in there and check it out. Good read. There's a cool one. Um, there's actually a paper published by Sir Hirani in 2012, but it's re I get republished, I suppose. Yeah, recently about um Maori. So have a look. Yeah. Legit. All right, people. Hey, we hope you've got something out there. Um, and uh, if you didn't, read Watched by Tihima Baker. Way better. <laughs> Me out to you Ano. Or Tihima if you're listening. Uh, Me out to you and your Fano down in sunny Ortucky, out there on Marine Parade, get oh, amongst it. The Fongamatā of the Two. Yeah, possibly you've got some contenders for that title. You've Ooh, got Foxton, um, Foxton, <laughs> Focky Town as it's often called, Himatangi, Himatangi a bit further up, uh, tangimowan or a bit further up from there, Waitere, Kuru Beach. Okay, I'm well, looking forward Kuk- to uh, it. Cuckoo Beach. Beach Kuku. Review. Uh, it, Cuckoo. then you get down to Ōtaki, mm. and it's all go. The main streets. Shout out to Whiti Rugby League Club and Rāhui Rugby Rahui. Club. As TMS said, Rāhui ra- actually won the Horowhenua Kapiti um, rugby champs. Rugby title. Yeah. Oh, to Teachers College with uh, number eight from um, Horowhenua Kapiti, James Gardner. Mean. Shout out to you if you're still in teaching, bro. Last time I saw you... Uh, uh, dive instructor in the tropics, but maybe you've come back. Man, I, uh, as a kid under 13s, so I went and played uh, league down in Otaki, actually, Fielding Falcons. We went down to play Fiti Tada. You were eight at the time. <laughs> <That> was, uh, <laughs> right. It's quite a funny, impressive. It's a funny story. Uh, we show up, we get in this van, old school Bedford, drive down. It's on a Sunday, because the league was on Sundays then. We get out of the park, coach, Victor Sherry at the time, right, boys, <laughs> out you get. There's no, the park's empty, there's no one there. Sunday morning, no one. to get out, throw a ball around. Oh, there's no one here. Oh, they'll show up soon. So it's my, my, I think it was my first or second game. So we're throwing a ball around. And I said, I said, oh, who are we playing today? He goes, oh, Whiti tada. Where are they from? Otaki. Well, this is Foxton. <laughs> Righto, <laughs> boys. Back in the van. <laughs> Carry on down the road, another half hour or so. We get to Otaki. Fitty tada. Yeah. Late? Uh, yeah, yeah, late and... and uh Hostile reception is probably putting it mildly, <laughs> but pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful grassroots uh, rugby, and rugby league. What a spot, hey, What a spot. All right, listeners, appreciate your time. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll catch you on the next round. Kia ora, team. Kakite.